today on Media Download. From Montclair State University and WMSC-FM, the latest on technology. Digital privacy is a concern. Streaming is king. It's trending now. And media issues. Let's start with the presidential campaign. The frontrunner is firmly in the lead in every national poll. What's the press's responsibility? I will not give him the credit he probably sought prior to this horrific and cowardly act. And top business headline news. It's online streaming versus Hollywood. Curated by your host, Meryl Brown. Hello and welcome to Media Download. I'm Francesca Labianco filling in for Meryl Brown. Today we are joined by Dr. Joel Penny to discuss live streaming and digital privacy. Dr. Penny is an assistant professor in the School of Communication and Media here at Montclair State University, specializing in new media, critical and culture studies, and political communication and theory. Dr. Penny is currently working on a book project that explores how citizens participate in digital marketing and campaigns in the digital age. Thank you for joining me today. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Welcome. So live streaming isn't a new concept. However, with apps like Meerkat and Periscope, which launched last year, there seems to be a growing fascination. These apps have caused quite a stir with the NFL, NHL, and musicians such as Taylor Swift. Meerkat became popular last year at South by Southwest, gaining popularity from celebrities. Then Twitter rolled out with Periscope, which became an even more fan favorite. So what do you think that is so appealing about live streaming and just having that every day at the tip of our fingers uh, with this technology? Well, I think with these new uh, live streaming apps, there's a lot of focus on being in the moment. Uh, it seems to be really focusing on events. You know, there's been live streaming for a long time. There's also been, of course, a lot of online video. But it seems like with this latest stage with Periscope and Meerkat, they're really focusing on um, broadcasting experiences. So it, uh, particularly, I think you said, like sports, music. Um, people want to share, you know, of course, with mobile technology where they are in the moment, uh, what fun thing that they're doing. Um, it, in a way, it reminds me a lot of Snapchat. You know, Snapchat is, is a lot more similar to, to be like Periscope, for instance. Um, it's all about in the now. It actually is not permanent. It doesn't actually, it actually disappears after a while. Um, Periscope videos, I think, are supposed to disappear after 24 hours. So in order to really... Uh, experience that you kind of have to be in the moment. So it really tends to, for people who really want to share a particular, particularly special moment, it seems to be uh, a a real appeal there. So uh, yeah, anything involving um, special events or special moments, of course, also with political events, as well as, you know, things like entertainment, uh, that's, it does seem to be what they're, where they're going for in terms of the larger social media landscape. And what are the privacy issues with Periscope connected to Twitter? Um, data can be is being captured and being sent off to third parties. What, where's the privacy issues with that? Well, yeah, I mean, people have brought up a lot of privacy issues with online streaming video. I mean, I mean any social media use brings up privacy issues. Um, I think I actually looked at uh, what Periscope has as its privacy policy. They've followed kind of the industry standard in the sense that they can take the information that you upload and then you know use it for their own purposes. Uh, they're careful to say that you they don't you own the rights to your own content, but you license them to use it for whatever they want. So in a, you know for all intents and purposes, uh, they can do whatever they want with it after the fact. Uh, they can rebroadcast it. I'm not sure exactly. Um, you know exact how they're doing that probably more for well-known figures public figures who they think they can get some mileage marketing out of um but yeah i mean the the privacy issues are are huge and of course they're similar to what we see across the board with social media and video gives away more than a text post what do you think people give away too much on the internet are we giving just too much information away with video well yeah video is obviously uh more revealing in certain ways i mean it brings up a lot of um, 
concerns around surveillance. I mean, people use that for for different kinds of reasons. I mean, you can, of course, you know, surreptitiously, you know, video somebody with your camera phone and be streaming it online, and that could really be an invasion of somebody's privacy. Uh, we could look at that quite negatively. On, on the other hand, uh, there's a lot of interest in terms of accountability. You know, uh, live streaming something so that um, everybody knows what's going on. You know, I'm thinking, for instance, around these big. Uh, uh, political protests that are happening now at presidential rallies like the Trump rallies, you know, everybody's got their cameras out, everybody's shooting what's going on. So it, it creates this uh, constant record of what's going on. And, and there's some advantages to that as well as some dangers. Uh, we're, we're moving towards obviously a, a much more transparent and open society, and that has risks and benefits attached to it. All right. And with with um, technology like this, people have come out of saying now they're more like citizen journalists, like with mm-hmm. the Trump cam- um, with the Trump campaign and with different events going on. How is this affecting media and the news with people now having video at their fingertips to record and send out and be their own type of news source? Yeah, obviously something like Periscope or Mirka, as you mentioned, uh, they're big for citizen journalists. And actually, I, there's some language. I was looking at the Periscope website, the founders um, – actually were thinking of specifically citizen journalism when they came up with the idea for this app. So it's definitely part of their focus, and it's one of their selling points. You know, a lot, Of course, they get accused of all these things like invi- violating people's privacy. Maybe it's going to be used for harassment or used for you know something illicit or pornographic. It probably is sometimes. But uh, they feel that it has an important social role to play, particularly around the citizen journalism stuff. And from what I uh, have seen, it's being used – you know, uh, in, in protests around the world. And one of the interesting things about something like Periscope is that uh, it actually gives you a map. Apparently, you can, you know, look at, you know, anything going on in the world at any time that's being streamed. So you're not only just accessing what's happening, you know, in your local community or even your country, but you can be, you know, watching, you know, protests in Syria or, or in some, you know, part of the Middle East in real time. And that has important um, consequences. It certainly is the thought is that, you know, it, it creates accountability, as, as, was, as I was saying before. Um, it also actually, the, the other thing that I've actually looked at in my research, I did some research not about live streaming video, uh, although that actually came into play a little bit. People have been doing this before these apps. Uh, I did a research project about Occupy Wall Street a few years back, and uh, there was a lot of live tweeting of what was going on, live, you know, photos as well as, you know, probably some people figured out how to do video back then. And uh, on the one hand, you know, they were able to, you know, point the cameras at the, or at least document what the police were doing, if they were misbehaving, if there was a case of, for instance, you know, overreach. Uh, it was documented. It could be shown to the press. So they felt that it was useful. It also had um, the effect of giving away their identities. And actually, Twitter was, it showed up in a court case um, because uh, somebody had tweeted something in real time that basically um, revealed that they were doing something that was illegal that they were somewhere on a bridge or something where they're not supposed to be. And actually, uh, they tried to use this Twitter data in the court. And Twitter, uh, you know, actually who owns Periscope, uh, tried to take a stand on this and said, no, we're not going to give over uh, some of this information. So there's some interesting battles there. But certainly, citizen journalists are empowered. They're also in many ways exposed. Uh, this, all, this has come up also in the Middle East, you know, in pr- protests around what we call the Arab Spring um, in Egypt, for instance, some of the same you know protesters who were using live streaming and live tweeting, probably more uh, in those cases, uh, end up uh, at risk of um, government monitoring and surveillance or kind of giving away their um, identities and their coordinates even. 
uh, with something like you know these mobile apps, everything that's you know the metadata attached to it is is your location, your GPS. So they know exactly where you are, and uh, they can come find you. And if you don't want to be found, that could be quite a problem. Mm-hmm. Now, live streaming has also been used um, for personal entertainment. Um, for example, millions of users were able to watch the Mayweather and Pacquiao fight on HBO without paying because of these apps. What direction do you think these apps uh, and venues and networks have to go to keep content safe or to keep it monitored? Yeah, that's been interesting. I saw some stories where uh, people are using, of course, to rebroadcast uh, or relay you know, something without paying for it. And you know, anytime a new technology comes about, people are going to use it for you know, piracy. <laughs> this has been happening since the 1990s now with the internet. I mean, just think about all the, the stuff on YouTube that's not supposed to be there. Uh, so, uh, you know, Periscope, there are, you know, and these other uh, apps, I guess Meerkat's in the same position. Uh, they have to now deal with the entertainment industry, the entertainment companies. Um, you know, there was a high-profile lawsuit some years back between, uh, I guess, NBC and um, YouTube. And, um, you know, these battles uh, go back and forth. This was actually... Uh, the cause for the whole um, push towards SOPA, the Stop Online Piracy Act. And uh, if, you go, if you remember that several years back, uh, they were, what they were trying to do was to, to uh, get rid of what was called safe harbor. So basically an app, like some of the like Periscope or YouTube for that matter, they're not really held responsible if somebody is using it for copyright violation. Uh, what they have to do, though, is they have to respond to complaints. So if um, you know the folks who are putting on a boxing event see that oh, it's being live streamed illegally. Uh, they report it to Periscope. Periscope now has the legal, um, you know, they, they have to now uh, take it down. Uh, but they're basically off the hook as long as, you know, that's what's called safe harbor. They're off the hook. They don't have to uh, do anything more than that, just simply respond to complaints. The thought with SOPA, which is really what the entertainment industry is kind of still pushing for in certain ways. They've tried versions of this um, several times since then. Uh, the thought is that, to, again, put these uh, apps on the hook. So, uh, you know, they would actually potentially could be taken down. The entire Periscope app could go down, for instance, if uh, this new kind of legislation. But for now, they're somewhat protected by uh, the way things have been playing out. Um, a lot of what they're doing, though, in terms of, you know, YouTube is kind of famous for this now. They have a lot of automated technology to, so they can kind of tell. They don't have to go through and monitor for copyright violation. They can match, for instance, the audio to some kind of database they have. So they can automatically pick up when they have, um, you know, a song that's not supposed to be there. And they can do that now for video. They can actually have video recognition. And some people try to fool that by dimming the video a little bit or making a circle or something like this. Um, you're probably going to see that cat and mouse game play out with these live streaming apps as well. Um, they're, they're, they are trying very hard to clamp down on this, but people are very clever. They figure out ways to get around it. So uh, I imagine any time that there's going to be a reason for people to abuse it or, or to, to figure out a way to use it for piracy, uh, they'll, get, they'll do it for a while at least until that's taken down. Okay. And you brought up before about um, using uh, live streaming almost like Snapchat. And mm-hmm. something that's been a problem with social media now since it began was bullying and cyberbullying. Do you think that this is another form of way – is this another way for kids to use this against other people? Yeah, absolutely. I mean it really calls to mind – I mean way before we had mobile online streaming apps like the ones we're talking about, Periscope, you know, there was that case with the Rutgers student who you know, he got live, street, live cammed I guess in his uh, dorm room, which led to ultimately uh, the student's suicide, right? That's one of the most famous cyberbullying cases that's been around. And that involved live streaming. So there's a lot of ways that people can use live streaming for, you know, really horrible purposes. Um, you could just imagine, I mean, all the scenarios, um, you know, that could play out where, you know, you, 
go into you know somebody's room and you start videoing them with against their permission it's live streamed so they can't do anything about it you know one thing that could you know push back against that is they are really trying now to make these things impermanent they're trying to make them disappear after a little while you know snapchat is known for that periscope has done this thing where they say 24 hours it's gone you have to be there now in the moment uh, it doesn't stop people though from figuring out ways to record it and let's say you know post it somewhere else um, anything that's digital data can be copied, reposted, shared anywhere on the internet. So uh, that does also, you know, matter from things like cyberbullying. They do have a policy. I looked at uh, the Periscope policy, and you know, again, it's a complaint system. If you complain to the app or the company and say I, somebody is using this to bully me, uh, they can get their account taken down. But it certainly can't be preemptive. We can't stop these things before they happen. I mean, that's a whole other question. I mean, how do you get people? I mean, that's more about changing social norms than it is about um, how the technology is going to work. If the technology allows for all kinds of abuse. And so it's really more of a social question about how we educate our kids, for instance, how we create social norms around privacy and public sharing of social media. And uh, that's really where I think a lot more of the attention needs to be brought to. And finally, is this a fad or do you think this is going to grow into something bigger? Uh, with li online live streaming, it seems like it's the next logical step for where things are going. So um, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's a fad. I mean, it certainly seems to be the, the, the trend of the moment. Um, Facebook apparently is rolling out their own live video streaming to compete with Twitter's Periscope. There's an, a couple of other upstarts they are trying to get in the space. So that's kind of a sign that... Um, if not necessarily one of these apps is going to be, you know, a long-lasting, you know, kind of uh, have, a, have a, a real presence in the social media landscape moving forward. Certainly the, um, uh, the kind of, you know, live streaming a video is going to be lasting no matter, you know, who figures out the best way to do it and who can market it the best, who can figure out the right way. I think Periscope does seem to be catching on. Um, there's a lot of uh, press about it right now, a lot of publicity, so that helps. But you know, with the, we all know with the social media world that you know, you know, here today, gone tomorrow. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. You're and welcome. It was really nice to have you on here. If you would like more information about this episode of Media Download, you can email us at gm at wmscradio.com or call us at 973-655-3135. I'm Francesca Albianco. Thank you for listening.